0: Because I'm like, listen, I'm a fan of all genres, but it's just not worth an action movie if I'm just hearing the worst stuff. You know, like, I've learned my lesson from Suicide Squad. And there was a reason why I didn't see Justice League in theaters either. I even thought it was going to be good. You were the only person that said, nah, this is probably going to be a shit film. (laughs) Everyone else was like, I've been brainwashed and was in like this think tank thinking, oh, yeah, that's a great soundtrack. And there's, you know, Jared Leto and Will Smith and... Yeah, know margot robbie and it's a great cast and yeah i was i started becoming really depressed halfway through the film like i can't believe i hyped myself up for this much and now i know i just never will make that mistake again (laughs) so if i'm gonna see it it's gonna be a while it's gonna be either at no cost to me or very little i'll do like you know like a rental on itunes or something but that that is as much as probably i'm gonna get to it because i'm really tired of these just Shit, films coming out left and right.
1: You know, there was a time where you could excuse certain certain types of superhero comic book movies, but I feel like we've reached a new standard. You know, this is not early two thousands anymore. Certain things don't fly,
0: and, and that's exactly what everyone's saying. Like you were just saying, like, oh, what, it's not two thousands, like or like you know, two thousand six anymore. Like we've we've hit a new yeah. era of standard. yeah exactly I completely one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, and it, to see something take a step backwards should not have
1: support no which which bothers me because the movie broke records this weekend it made 80 million dollars it broke october weekend which was previously held by gravity i think they had like 50 something million and the problem is now when it comes to f- sequels they're gonna be like well let's just do the same thing because clearly that worked you know what bothers me the most though and I, I get it as an as a nerd you want all your nerd like stuff to be really good right you want every nerd product to be amazing But what bothers me is when you want it to be so good that you'll make any excuses to justify the things that does bad. I've literally heard people say, yeah, well, you know, the film wasn't that good, but Tom Hardy was pretty cool in it. And I'm like, okay, Tom Hardy could be cool in it and the movie (laughs) could still be bad. Stop excusing the movie. If you didn't know Venom as a character beforehand and this was a brand new IP, would you give the same excuses for it? you know do you kind of fight for the same reasons yeah but you know there was that one cool scene that was pretty good okay and the whole movie could be bad and have one cool scene so we're just so in scenes now <laughs> yeah you know? we're trying to justify things you know find little things to rationalize it but yeah whatever Welcome guys to the Nerdy Bunch Podcast, we're doing this one a little late because we just recently came back from New York Comic Con, woo! As you can tell, my voice is dead from the whole weekend. My name is English Dave, here with my co-host Rocker Mike, what's up Mike?
0: And I didn't go to Comic Con.
1: (laughs) Before we get into it Mike, give the listeners a rundown on what we're going to cover.
0: First off, Netflix is set to produce the Chronicles of Narnia films and TV series. Lilo and Stish is getting a live-action CGI hybrid film in the works at Disney. Jon Favreau reveals first image and short details on his Star Wars TV series. Indiana Jones 5 is assembling a writer's room. George Lucas isn't allowed. And finally, Netflix renews The Dragon Prince for his second season.
1: all right mike i'm I'm gonna let you pick what's the what's the one that interested you the most or piqued your interest
0: you know it was obviously i'm always going to lean towards the john favreau uh tv series but i'm actually kind of amused by the uh the george lucas not being (laughs) (laughs) allowed in there They're like you can't come inside we're gonna take your toy and run away that's it but it's it's true i mean (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can imagine in the, the, like the, at the entrance to the writer's room, the building there'll be a picture the security like, this guy's not allowed in here. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like, look out right. for this guy.
0: <laughs> what I think is what well, I think. What I think is actually really good about this is that they've come to a realization that was pretty easy to make from everyone else about the crystal skull And did did I read right that I got a report that even Steven Spielberg,
1: Yep. blamed him. Yep. <laughs> for it was the like yeah, uh, yeah. It was it. it was like all that crazy stuff that was George. You know how George gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know, um, George Lucas had a lot of input. I think he was like story credit the story. Um, I can't remember exactly. In the last, specifically the last Indiana Jones film, which we speak, we don't speak of. I won't even say mm-hmm. the name. I'll just say it's number yeah, f- the fake number four. But there, um, there's talk. There's been talk for a while of a new, um, Indiana Jones film because. Don't forget, when Disney purchased Lucas, which uh, owns Star Wars, LucasArts also owns Indiana Jones. So that came with that. So Disney, which I'm surprised Disney's taking a long time to kind of play with the Indiana Jones IP. I feel, mm. I feel like they would have gotten to that earlier. Um, but what do you think? What do you think of another Indiana Jones movie? Do you think Harrison still has it in him? Like, what do you do with a new Indiana Jones movie? Because the last one was supposed to be the passing of the torch, right? And then they yeah. just messed that one up.
0: Yeah, but I mean... But how, that's, do you that's actually, I don't know, because it seems like Shia LaBeouf, it seems like he's kind of moved on in his style of acting. I can't really see him coming back to Disney. You know, that was no. really like his early career. He's doing a lot more indie and artistic endeavors. And it's it seems like it might be like a step in, you know, the wrong direction for him. Because it's not like he needs the money anymore. No. This guy, I'm sure would get a great paycheck out of it. But, you know, he's he's done that. He's been there. So I think they can really put that storyline to rest, and you know they even kind of even hinted at it. Like he, when he took the only reference i'm having back to Crystal Skull is him taking the hat back, mm. and someone like, oh, it wasn't your time. But you know what? They could always just recast. It's that easy too. Mm. You know, maybe something happened to him. They can rewrite this any
1: way they oh, want. He had a secret. And he had a secret sister. That too. Oh man! What a better opportunity. There you go. Maybe I mean you, you could imagine that Indy wasn't exactly always faithful, or he slept around, right? Oh, can right. Of a, illegitimate daughter, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Ooh, that's that's how you can do passing the torch. I feel like any future movie with Harrison Ford has to be a his final movie and b a passing of the torch. He's old man. Like he can't be doing all the Indiana Jonesing around all the time. So, but. Or,
0: or they might put it to bed, but somehow...
1: No, I don't think what, they put it to what,
0: bed. I'm saying, uh, If they can somehow connect him and Uncharted, you know? So let's get,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> they, I've always seen them as very similar I mean, storylines, you know? It,
1: it is. Uncharted is heavily inspired by Indiana Jones. It's The characters are very similar, are interchangeable. Um, yeah. But Disney, I don't think Disney are going to do one movie. They didn't buy the franchise to make one movie to close that close it out <laughs> so i don't see them doing oh, that no. i think i think if they're doing anything they're doing what they they've done within the, any other franchise they purchased they do a soft reboot to kind of open the doors to the future i think it'd be interesting what what i'd like to see is do you do like a han solo where you you, you should get Alden and to play young indiana jones <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know, to go really back. that's actually a really good segue because I've always, since seeing Solo, which I think is a lot better than people realized it would have been, Um, what's his name? The director. Ron Howard? Ron Howard, yeah, the director yeah. of Solo. I think he could do a great Indiana Jones film.
0: Oh, yeah. I think he could put that in still in the same fun light that mm. George Lucas used to have, and that it also matches with Steven Spielberg, too. Yeah, I think so, they too. They do have a very similar feel in their yeah.
1: directing. Maybe do something similar to what they're doing with the new Die Hard movie, where it's the world's well, called McLean. We spoke about it on a previous podcast um, where you're seeing the past and the present at the same time. So something that happened in the past is informing the present. So you're seeing a young John McLean, an old John McLean. Maybe you could do that with Indy. So instead of having a, a young character take over, you're seeing a film where it's almost introducing to other adventures that happened when he was younger. And so it's segueing that and then future movies it's just going to stick to a period piece of when he was young different adventures maybe that's a way to take it are you listeners fans of the indiana jones franchise is it something that you, you think should be laid to rest or would you like to see more let us know info at thenerdybunch.com mike let's talk star wars I feel like a week can't go by without without us talking Star Wars. We'll go right to it. Let's go right to it. This past weekend, as Comic-Con was happening, John Forever sent out a piece of news to fans. And first piece of news was, um, because he sent out two pieces of news via Twitter. The first one was an announcement of the title and a brief synopsis of his upcoming Star Wars series. Up until now, we didn't know that the name or the focus of the series. All we knew was that he was spearheading a Star Wars series that was set, I think, uh, three years after Return of the Jedi. So it's before that and before Force Awakens. So it's bridging the gap, or some gaps at least. Um, and then he tweeted out a tweet that just said, The Mandalorian. He also released a brief synopsis. I'm gonna read that out. After the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. And he also released a teaser image. We don't see a face, but we see a um, a character, a Mandalorian, in armor. Mike, did you see this picture? And I you, did. as a resident Star Wars fan, I'm going to let you go first. What are your thoughts? Are you excited? Let me know. <laughs> this
0: is going to be exciting. There's only... I mean, okay. Obviously, we have another bounty hunter bounty hunter story, but we haven't seen or heard much about you know Bobo Django Fett, unless you of course have you know probably like read some of the books and some of that lore. But I mean, if you've kind of just stuck to the core of you know Star Wars lore, then there's only so much that we really get out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the Mandalorian. This sounds exciting if it's anything like the kind of just more. It's 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 kind of like a, an Assassin's Creed, Star Wars. So, uh yeah, that's it. It's just like it, you're always we're always watching the good guys, you know. It's it's kind of fun to see how they can make a human out of, or if he even is human, uh, out of a killer, you know, or at least it, it, maybe he's against killing. I highly doubt it, but like, how does he capture somebody without harming them? There's a lot of different ways you can go about that, and it's going to show up a lot more. This is just an endless, awesome piece to add to the lore, and with John Favreau connected to it, like how, how can this go wrong? You know, we've trusted his work for so so long, and you know, I think this is. There's only one direction to go, and
1: that's obviously to be excited about this. I am super excited about this because, like you mentioned before, there's a larger Star Wars story. If you didn't know, for those three people who didn't know beyond the movies in books comics animation and i'm a huge fan of some of the animated stories uh, from clone wars to star wars rebels specifically star wars rebels in relation to this news star wars rebels features a character called sabine wren who's a mandalorian and there are some episodes that go deep into the mandalorian culture and who they are and what they're all about and their history at one point uh fun fact Darth Maul was the leader of the Mandalorians at one point, actually, which is in, in the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, kind of elaborates on that. And like you mentioned, in the movies, we've been told about certain things like bounty hunters and all these characters, but I felt like we've been told about it. We didn't get full on stories that focused on those characters. I also like the idea that it's happening, you know, a couple of years after the fall of the Empire on the outer reaches, because what is the world, what is the galaxy like at that point, right? when there's a fall of power and this is before the new order takes over. So there's a power vacuum. So it's ultimately like the wild West in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the inspiration. I think even from the picture, this has a Western vibe to it. What makes it even better, Mike, is they also announced a list of directors who are going to be doing episodes. And while there's a whole bunch of, um, interesting ones, I think the best ones for me, uh, Taika Waititi. Yes. I saw that. Which is amazing. Um, Bruce Howard is doing a couple of episodes, which is very interesting. Rick uh, Famoyua, who did gave us a dope, is doing a couple of episodes. And my personal favorite, Dave Fil- Filoni, is doing a couple of episodes. For those of you who don't know Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni is the kind of head creator of Star Wars animated series, such as Clone Wars and Rebels. And as far as I'm concerned, I think out of every creative person who has worked and currently is working on Star Wars, he understands Star Wars more than any other character. I would personally say, I didn't really care for Darth Vader as a villain until I saw how Dave Filoni handled him in Clone Wars and Rebels. And I think he has, also he's had the benefit of working with the characters over long form. He did like over a hundred episodes of both Clone Wars and Rebels. So he's really had time to really deal with these characters. And he created one of my favorite characters, Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren. So I'm looking forward to, in fact, as far as I'm concerned, I would love um, Disney to make the Dave Filoni kind of like the Kevin Feige of Star Wars because I think he really gets the characters. He's a nerd for them. If you see some of his videos, you can tell he's kind of like um, Kevin Feige. He's a nerd for these characters, and he's not just a businessman or just a creative. He really wants to really encompass this world of characters. I'm super excited for this, Mike. Uh, it's rumored that each ep- we're going to get 10 episodes. Each episode is going to cost... a. Ten million dollars an episode—that's Game of Thrones status right there. So, man, I don't—I I don't have that kind of money.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I, you guys, if uh, if you have it, let me know how it goes.
1: I think this is going to be a really good, you know, two things. This is going to be a really good um, way to draw people into Disney's upcoming streaming service because it's going to be airing on that. And two, know, yeah, I think something like Star Wars with its grandiose story, telling a story Telling the narrative over episodes as opposed to movies. I think it it might work better. And I'm interested in this. And I like that it's kind of separated from, you know, what we've seen in the movies. So it can tell its own story, its own thing. Let us know, guys. Are you guys excited for this new Star Wars series? Or are you Star Wars fevered out? Let us know. Info at thenerdybunch.com Mike, I'm going to hit you with another thing. Because you're a fantasy guy. You know, you're, one of those oh, yeah. fantasy. you're a fantasy nerd. Were you a Chronicle of oh. fan? Chronicle of Narnia, I should say. Narnia's.
0: My, <clears throat> much like everything else that I've seen when it comes to movies based on the books, unfortunately, haven't read too many of the book versions, and that kind of goes with... That does fully go with uh, Chronicles of Narnia. However, I did get really into the movies when they first came out. Uh, the first two, actually legitimately pretty much liked. Um, it it struck a lot of chord I'm actually already used to. Um, it was nice seeing it in, in another way. It was, it was just kind of like a B-rated, you know, series for me. And I'm not trying to kick any sand in anyone's eyes who was a huge fan of this. It was just like, yeah, it was okay to me. But, you know, I know, uh, we have a new series coming out with Netflix and, Possibly, and movies included too. Yeah, so both, it's yeah the deal is movies
1: yeah. and the and series.
0: So if they have another version they want to present about it, then it actually might, you know be a lot better since they can now bounce off something that already does exist. Now the, the
1: most famous book, obviously the first one, the Lion, the witch and the wardrobe is one people might recognize as the first story of the Chronicles of Narnia series. Um, was a decent film. but Then when they, I think they had issues and then the rights moved over to a different studio who made the different movie. I think it was Prince Caspian and all that kind of stuff. And the subsequent movies flopped. Uh, they tried to jump on the whole Lord of the Rings, um, yeah. bandwagon when fantasy movies were were a hit and again it could have got there but I think they rushed it um I grew up obviously reading being British reading uh, some of these books I don't remember reading all the books I don't I can't remember that but I know I definitely read The Lion of Witch in the wardrobe and fun fact where the kids are from at the beginning of the story is the same town where I grew up Finchley in North London I always oh. felt that yeah my town <laughs> that's the closest connection <laughs>
0: you can have
1: yep <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's going to be interesting. Netflix, you know, for better or for worse, better and for worse, I should say, tend to put a lot of money into their projects. And so this is something that, you know, the production value will be high. This is interesting though. I've never seen Netflix take a product to make TV series and a movie. I think also Netflix is preparing for the eventual loss of a lot of content because now that a lot of companies are bringing their own streaming services, right. Netflix is trying to gather a bunch of stuff, you know, so let's get as much content as we want. Um, I think this could lead to interesting places. I just hope Netflix does it justice. I haven't been a fan of Netflix's movies of late. Their TV shows have been great, but their movies have been there. Eh. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. Are you guys fans of the Narnia stories? Let us know. Info at Nerdybunch.com. Or are you one of those people that's like, fuck that Lord of the Rings of the G, baby? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to be open to a little bit other fantasy worlds, okay? I that's- wonder...
1: Is it like the DC and versus Marvel kind of rivalry? No, I can't. I don't
0: see it at that kind of level. That's that's (laughs) that's why you call it the Marvel DC uh, rivalry. You know, there's nothing that compares to that.
1: Uh, Well, hopefully Narnia will get good because I feel like right now is because Narnia is not even on the same league as Lord of the Rings in terms of status, in terms of public status. Um, But hey, you never know. It might be Narnia's time to shine. Did you ever see Lilo & Stitch? Oh yeah! Lilo & Stitch for me is one of the best but underrated Disney movies and with Disney recently announcing in the last few years that they're doing a whole bunch of live action reimaginings they just announced that Lilo & Stitch has been added to that list that list includes a Beauty and the Beast movie that already came out uh, the Jungle Book movie that came out upcoming movies such as Dumbo directed by Tim Burton we have Aladdin directed by Guy Ritchie we have John Favreau doing The Lion King we have the Lady and the Tramp coming up. We have Mulan and now Lilo and Stitch. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about Disney doing all these reimaginings of their classic animations? And what do you think of Lilo and Stitch up next? This is all good
0: news. I mean, I I, I can't be so critical in all of our podcasts. But when you hear a good thing happen, you just got to go along with it. Because it's not just. I want to. I loved uh, Beauty and the Beast. I love The Jungle Book. You know, these have been really just, I mean, if if you're a fan of nostalgia, which I am, this is exactly what you are looking for. It's a great way to also introduce these, you know, the the cartoons that, you know, grew up watching that might now not might not catch the attention of, you know, probably like kids from like, you know, five to 10. They want to see something more real or something not necessarily real, but like just something more cleaner and so like this is a way to kind of like bridge that gap between what we knew of the story versus what now like you know if a lot of people are age and that you have the kids and it's like all right now you can experience the same kind of magic that I had before because obviously when we were younger we didn't have this you know we didn't have any of this great animating skills and to even think about putting a real actor with you know something as giant as the beast and you know Beauty and the Beast. Now that we have that capability, it's it's, uh, it's great. You, you want to share that, you know, with your kids. You want to be able to have them have that same all factor that we did, and I still had it when I saw the new one too. I was, you know, I hadn't listened to that music in so so long, and to just come back to it, it was, yeah, it made me feel like a kid again. It was, hmm. it, i I it was one of those movies that I have never felt, I've never gotten that reaction. Uh, from a movie before, so so much, you know, right. and that's why I'm like really excited about Lion King. Like that was the first oh movie that I can remember seeing as a kid. I
1: also think what, like, you know, what Disney has been doing a great job of, and you mentioned it with both um, Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast, is that not only are they just adapting these movies, but in some cases, adding to it and making certain things better. You know, I I think. In terms of Beauty and the Beast specifically, Beast's story is a lot better in the live-action movie than the original. Because in the original, if you look at Beast's story, how it's portrayed of why he became a beast. In the, in the animated one, it's like, oh, this guy didn't let a creepy old lady into his house, so he gets turned into a beast for 20 some, or how many, many years. He was a kid. Whereas in the live-action one, they aged him up, and you really see what kind of a dick he was and why he and everyone else were changed and transformed you know because you always feel like why were the servants why were they all transformed too well that's a dick move yeah what did you know like (laughs) what do they do when the live action you understand that it's because they didn't act you know they didn't do any better so just as bad and you get the storyline you understand i feel like also the live action does a better job of understanding why bell falls for this beast Whereas I feel like the animation, again, it's because of A, the time and the medium. It's easier to evoke emotion in live action. And now we have the time to blend the live action and CGI stuff better. And so that's why I also look forward to all these reimaginings, because now you're not only reimagining the visual of it, you're reimagining the story, you're updating the story. Um... I'm wondering about this Lilo and Stitch. We don't know yet if it's going to be a theatrical release because we do know from examples such as Lady and the Tramp that some of these movies will be made for Disney's streaming service. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll find out. I, and I think for Disney, it doesn't matter. Either way, it gets them attention. Either way, it's a good idea. You put it on streaming service, it draws attention. You put it in theaters, it draws attention as well. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how Stitch will be rendered because it's obviously CGI live action hybrid. So that'll be cool to see that. And... Who's going to be cast as, you know, uh, Lila? Yeah. Are they going to get, you know, are they going to get an unknown actress? Because Lilo's one of my favorite characters. I think they
0: should because they finally, you know, have been, you know, a, a beacon of finally casting appropriately. And giving everyone a chance that actually should. If it's a certain race cast, those that actually deserve it, that can play it, you know. It's 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 great. Finally, they're finally shelling out of the whitewashing in Hollywood, and it's Actually, it's that's a
1: that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking about that point about the fact that the lead characters are Hawaiian. Yeah, they've been casting yeah, yeah. appropriate lately, you know, especially yeah, with
0: again nice. uh, like Jungle Book, you know, too. They could have, yep. you know, just tried to like put a tan on some other fucking yeah. white kid, but
1: uh, Actually, a lot of a lot of these movies, I just realized, good he's made a good point i think it's only beauty and the beast um because you still we have mulan coming which is also you know correctly cast mm-hmm. and um same thing with aladdin that's also diversely cast and so i'm trying to think none of these upcoming ones have a lead white male
0: yeah, because there's i mean we've we've had it we, we, yeah. we've all seen it we've all had it before it's it's
1: like yeah, okay yeah. moving
0: on we we yeah. did that too 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 many times let's give somebody else a turn
1: for a while okay and guess what? You can still enjoy the stories. Yeah. You can still be good. Because they're the same as you them. watched
0: them when you were younger. <laughs>
1: we're just yeah, exactly. finally putting the real person in here. Exactly. It's great.
0: Hmm.
1: Mike, do you have any recommendations?
0: I literally, as I, like, not an hour before we began, I rented and finished uh, the new Sicario movie, uh, yeah, Day nice. of the I Soldado. Saw and uh, I was, I was surprised about how, how good it was. Actually, um, I, I heard mixed it. reviews, you know, before that. And, you know, I, I, really liked the first one. So I wasn't trying to go in thinking anything bad of it was Just like, all right, this might be a, just a movie on its own, not necessarily a, a direct sequel, which it wasn't, it was just kind of like taking the same character that Benicio del Toro had and, you know, f- learning more about like what he does after this. Hmm. And it's uh, it was great, and I, it seemed like it's set up for a uh, third film at the end. Mm. It was, uh, oh, man, it, it took some turns in there. I thought I was going to hate it about halfway through, and then it, uh, it, it
1: surprised me. It's interesting because also, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, when you realize who the Soldado actually is. Right. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that character, it's not, Benicia's not the soldado. This is about the creation of a, of a soldier. Yeah. It's, it's, when the film ends, it's like, oh. wow.
0: Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that was really, and that's it. So i like, I want to see if uh, they go further with it or if they're yeah. like, okay, then you could just use your imagination. But I don't, I don't want to use my imagination. I want to know what you guys do. You guys are good at this.
1: I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it did well and decent enough to warrant a third film, because it's not a high-production film. Um, and also, what I like about it, in some ways, it's a film that's independent of the first film. Yeah. O- outside of maybe knowing that Josh Brolin and Benicio's characters know each other, they have a relationship. Outside of that, you can kind of watch it without watching the first film. and still enjoy it, I Totally.
0: Think. I mean, I didn't really recall the first one that much. You know, I saw oh. it once closer to when it actually came out and haven't seen it since so i like i remember bits and pieces and like you know the main thing about it but um other than that it didn't affect knowing how to follow this new one
1: yeah exactly exactly um i totally forgot to mention another piece of news i skipped it i forgot so we're gonna go back to news another dosing of extra news. This is PS by the way. The Encore news. News. The Dragon Prince, one of my favorite recent Netflix series I watched it like three days my wife and I real quick I loved it I thought it was really good I had a little bit of issues with it but not enough that it would throw me off because I really love the story I love the characters Netflix announced that it will be returning for season two in 2019 I am very excited this is from some of the team that worked on Avatar the last airbender series and within the first five minutes of watching this you can easily tell that it's from the same people that worked on Avatar it has the same kind of tone and feel and even some of the same voice actors um, Mike I'm assuming you haven't watched this.
0: No, I haven't.
1: What I would say, actually, this works perfectly because it was also in the recommendations portions of the podcast where I would highly recommend you watch this, Mike. You, as a fantasy person, watch, literally watch the first three minutes of episode one. And your fantasy side of you will be be intrigued.
0: We're going to do that right after this then. You're right. It deals
1: with dragons, dragons and dark magic, Mike. I know that's, you see, uh, you guys should have seen Mike's face. Well. <laughs> All right, if let's wrap this Mike's up and right. I'll take a look.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, no, definitely check. It. At least, again, watch the first three minutes and you're going to be like, okay, let's see where this goes. Okay. Interesting. Um, I really enjoyed it. I And it's it, one of those seasons sh- shows where where it ended left me wanting more. And I was like, God damn it. Give me more, and uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get a second season, but now I'm happy. It's been confirmed. We don't have exact date, but we know it's in 2019, and uh, 2019 can't come quick enough. It's only two and a half I'm months concerned.
0: away. It's not as bad as you think.
1: This is true. This is true. It's not that far away. And it's actually, Mike, um, it's from one of the co-directors who worked on Uncharted as a director game series Ooh,
0: okay yeah, all right there it you is, go <laughs> that's it solid now
1: there you go yeah. so i feel like that's some uh, good resume yeah. um, <laughs> um are you playing any games or are you looking forward to any games
0: um i am gonna keep talking about red dead redemption 2 until it finally happens um i instead of uh, playing so much uh kind of taking a break because i know once i get into once I get into that it's uh I might have to skip an actual. No, I would never skip a podcast, but I would consider it for Mm -hmm. the fact that it's. uh, It looks very in depth, and I've been reading more and more about it, and um, it's just it seems like it's got way more detail than I anticipated, which does make the game you know like it makes you feel more connected in a way I think, and so it's Mm -hmm. rather than oh I, you want to commit more time and uh, Mm. it seems like it's kind of like a might have mentioned to uh some of the guys that it seems to have taken like, like a survival kind of tone rather than just oh we'll find some guys and uh you know we'll either take them out or loot their stuff but like no it's you know you have to time takes a factor you're going to see buildings that start to be constructed and then, like you know, like a week later it's up um you know you're going to be you got to worry about what you smell like because if you go into public you know they they might not let you in uh, you have to, you, you know, you're going to, you're to have to shave, you have to get a haircut, you know, cause time does take a factor through it all. Um, you, if you wear, you know, really, uh, like multiple layers of clothing during a hot day, it's going to slow you down and your uh, adrenaline Uh-oh. is going to run out faster. You've got to polish your guns. Your guns can jam if they are like, you know, unattended to and start rusting. So, which can really be detrimental in the middle of a gunfight and like, oh shit, you know, yeah, right. Like, um, and then, yeah, you you're probably gonna have the to shit, too. Um,
1: I was going to say, yeah, do you have taking take yeah. a shit? <laughs> uh, your
0: horse does, from what I know. Like, you still got to feed that and bathe it and, uh, you know, train it. And then it's like, holy shit, you know. And they go into, like, hunting <laughs> and sending up the camps. And the camps are really intricate, you know. Not everyone's around all the time in the same spots like in other mm-hmm. games, you know. Like, mm-hmm. if you have, like, just, you know, caught some game and you want to send it over to your cook at the camp, he might be taking a nap. You can try to wake them up, but then you don't want to be a dick. And, you know, so it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just have to wait. Or, you know, you can choose to be an asshole. It's kind of like Star Wars, like you can choose the light side or the dark side. And depending Mm -hmm. on how you, you know, uh, approach different situations will affect the overall outcome and how people perceive you. And there's, you know, there's perks and uh you know penalties to everything you do no matter what so it's just really based on your preference you really can make the character any way you want and after learning that i'm like now i'm starting to get the sense of why everyone's saying this is the next level in open world gaming you know it's more than just literally an open world and going from point a to point b and accomplishing objectives there's another game on top of that and that is pretty much surviving on the way through you know like As if you just plant yourself in there as we are. You got to take care of yourself in order before you can go and try to challenge yourself.
1: Yeah, now that seems like a very uh, time consuming game in all the best and worst ways. So, once again, I probably won't be (laughs) getting anytime soon. Um, I would put myself
0: through that because I think it's, um, you know, if it becomes too much, then I've been known. Uh, to just put it away the same way I know that kind of like the witcher just had so 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 much content that I yeah. was just like I don't think I can I can do this plus I wasn't really you know blown away in the yeah. first hour or two of playing yeah. same goes to this well, we like's been if it's I, if it's too much then I can accept defeat and uh you yeah. know put it down but then you know what they might also have an option yeah. where you don't have to go through all that grilling stuff too this is true and we all know with Game, games by
1: Rockstar, they usually have longevity. You know, um, you'd be playing, if you get it now, you still be playing it six yeah. years from now. Like G, G, GTA 5, it's still we going to be. that I would, you know, we so, would still be
0: playing online with this stuff.
1: Right. So I feel like they put all these details so that you are playing this game for a long period of time. It's not, okay, 20 hours and I'm done. No. Two years, three years, four years. I mean, what was the last Red Dead like, what, five years ago yeah, or something, something like, that? like that? I mean, at it, least. You know, so. They make these games to to stand the test of time, to hold your interest for a long period yeah. of time, and I think it's a game that will. Like, you can buy this game next year and then still enjoy. Oh, absolutely. It. You know, you don't have to buy it right away. Um, what am I looking forward to this week? Oh, I see First Man tomorrow. Oh, interesting how yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm
0: curious if that's going to um, be you know like Oscar worthy. What, what, yeah. what
1: are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow?
0: Tomorrow, I do have to work. And oh, I was
1: going to say, you come with me. I've but I am uh, free on also, Wednesday and Thursday. Right, I'll let you know if anything those days. But um, first, man, so look out for my spoiler-free review coming up this week. Look out also for our bunch of trailers podcast, which Travis and I are going to record uh, later today and post this week as well. And we'll have a whole bunch of reviews coming out. Um, I'm not. I can't look at what's coming, but there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Netflix has a few new series coming up soon, which we're going to be reviewing. I'm looking forward to the new Sabrina. It looks really interesting, actually. Like what I've been saying, it looks very scary and horror like. Um, what else is it got? Oh, we have Daredevil Season 3 coming up soon in a couple of weeks. So we'll be reviewing that. I'll catch up on that. Looking forward to that. I will. Oh, you get to catch up. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff coming. Um, oh, the new Halloween. Ooh. I'm seeing that next week. Gotta let me know how that is. Yeah. If it's worth it. Oh, speaking about Halloween, um, Raven and I are going to do a podcast where we. Um, do a spoiler talk on the original Halloween movie in, anti- in anticipation of the new film because the new film is a direct sequel to that first film ignoring every other film that came afterwards. So, Raven and I, I gonna do a refresher. If you guys would like to do a refresher too, feel free to rewatch the original Halloween movie. Send us your thoughts, email us at info at or find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. And there we can also read um your views on um the movie itself. And we'll be talking in depth about it. And we'll be going into the new movie. Super excited. I can't wait. And uh, what else? Ooh, look out. Listen up soon, guys. We'll be giving away free tickets to Creed 2. But that'll be closer to the time. I'm just teasing that right now. I'm excited for that one. Um, I think that's it. Anything else, Mike? That's it for me.
0: I have awesome. uh, Expense my news of the week.
1: Thank you, Mike, as always. Thanks,
0: English Dave. Until next time.
1: Thank you, listeners. My name's English Dave, and as always, keep it nerdy.